Book Talk Babes podcast, where we will be discussing different book-related topics and occasionally specific books. This episode may contain spoilers, so please check the episode description for a list of books that were spoiled. My name is Ashley, and today I'm joined by my two lovely friends, Elaine. Hello. And Liana. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, I don't know why I have, like, recording jitters tonight, like, driving back from from mm-hmm. my friend's house, I was like, why am I so nervous right now? I, I can always see it in your face. I know. <laughs> I tried not to look. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was like ready and then I was like, quit freaking out in your head, Ashley. It's okay. I, I saw you pause. I was like, okay, let me look away. <laughs> I have the script thing above y'all so I don't butcher yes. it. So I'm not even looking at y'all, but I can, like, I see, like, out of my peripheral. <laughs> I was like, don't, don't fuck this up, Ashley. <laughs> um, all right. Welcome back, returning listeners. Or, what do I say? Thank you, returning <laughs> listeners. Welcome, new listeners. <laughs> uh, you gotta keep this part in. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will. I probably will. I like to laugh uh, at myself. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Okay, welcome back. Returning. No, I, I say something. Uh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you, returning <laughs> listeners. Welcome back or welcome new. <laughs> okay. Welcome new what? New mm. listeners. Uh, I've butchered that too many times now. Uh, okay. um, We're tired. <laughs> honestly when are we not yeah I mean I was just at a five hour craft party wow. with other people I had pizza and was watching my ghost shows oh nice <laughs> that's what I like to do on Saturday nights <laughs> and I have made you interrupt that schedule so we can <laughs> I know it's so inconsiderate. I'm and sorry. So I was at work. So many plans. Oh, I was gonna say I love ghost shows too, and I started. Was it the Blackwell House thing? I don't know. It's a guy uh-huh. who does it, like a documentary. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, but only the first think. one is free. Oh, that's annoying. You have to like rent the other ones, so it was like sad, but. He apparently likes to make zombie movies, and he's like, I want to do paranormal stuff now. Okay. Or make a documentary to see if ghosts exist, and he doesn't, he's not a, a non-believer, and he has a guy who is like, I'm going out of town, do you want to stay at my house for, like, a couple days? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure. Interesting. And then, like, things are happening, and then he, like, does more research and finds out things about this house, and it's, like, crazy. That sounds cool. Yeah. I was watching, um, you remember uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved? Yes, I do. Okay. With Shane and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they have their own company now called Watcher, and they do ghost hunting. And uh, <laughs> uh, Shane is a skeptic, and Ryan believes in ghosts. And so like, yeah. they travel around, and Ryan's trying to convince Shane that ghosts are real but then ryan's like always so scared every time they go like (laughs) (laughs) it's just impossible for him to like do anything but where did they st ignatius in washington it was a hospital 
in a nursing home. Just like a bunch of really bad things happening. But Shane is hilarious because he's always like riling the ghosts up. Mm -hmm. And he's like, come on, (laughs) hit me. (laughs) Or uh, he'll tell them, Ryan's going to come in later. Why don't you, uh, you know, trip him a little or uh, possess him? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Ryan's like, let's not do that. (laughs) Okay, so... I don't know if I'm a believer or not, really. I'm sure there's something, but, like, I've never encountered anything. Yeah. But, (laughs) so, y'all remember, oh, my God, what was that movie called? It was a movie, like, that was all filmed as if these, this couple, like, was living in this house. And, like, they were trying to capture, like, the ghost stuff that was happening. And um, there was, like, these loud thumping noises that would happen. Uh And then, like the ghost would come and do something or whatever. I went to a like later night showing of it. And the whole time I was pretty much laughing because the one friend was freaking out the whole time. But like it would literally like if you watch the timestamp on the, you know, home footage or whatever, it would yeah. fast forward and then it would stop when something was about to happen. So I was like, okay, like this isn't going to scare me. But there was that loud thumping noise that would happen, whatever. Movie ends. We go home. I laid down five minutes. I hear this loud, repetitive thumping noise. Oh, no. I freaked out. I'm the only one that thought that movie was funny and not scary and the fucking ghost is going to come and get me. Oh, no. it's, it's punishing you for making fun of it. It ended up being like my dog or something. I can't remember, but I would just, I remember laying there and then I hear the noise and I like, I bolted up and I was like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me right now. (laughs) I, for all the the ghost shows I watch, I really haven't had a a ghost experience, which makes me a little sad. Yeah. Um, I watch these shows and the people are always, the people are either Shane, which is like, (laughs) come on, or Ryan. And they're like, I'm scared. But like. Project Fear, which I watch, they're always on YouTube. They're always so scared to go into these places. And to me, I'd be like, bring it on. I'm ready. Let's see what happens. Let's rally these ghosts up. <laughs> let's like let's go on like a ghost tour or go stay at a haunted place. I would place. love to. Stay at a haunted place. Some of the haunted places like do tours like inside their thingy. Yeah. Yeah. The Driscoll does that one's in Texas. Do they? Okay. Isn't that in Austin? Yeah. I think that's in Austin. The yeah. Disco Hotel. Yeah. There's also a really haunted place up here in DFW that I have to look at. Um, there's one in Seguin that's supposed to be haunted. Can't remember where else. Oh, Georgetown. Georgetown has a really haunted like downtown building. Mm, I've heard um, about that. But like, like I've been in haunted places. Like I went all over Venice, which is supposed mm. to be super haunted. Did not yeah. see one ghost. Super disappointed because like <laughs> water is also supposed to be like a conduit for spirits oh and then like venice like you had the plague you had wars like there's this whole island called povelia that is closed off to the public that's supposed to be like the most haunted island in italy because it's where they buried a bunch of plague people Mm -hmm. and then they had a tuberculosis outbreak and so they would send them to this island and then it was a prison and, <laughs> and um, you know, creepy stuff has happened on this island. I'm like, I really want to go, but they like sealed it off to the public because like they don't want the public to be in danger. Mm. And 
I was like, don't be telling me that. And then I can't go to it. Right. <laughs> also, I mean, think of the money you could make doing Honestly. tours. Yeah. <laughs> Spent a whole summer. I wanted to go to Alcatraz so bad. I was so obsessed with Alcatraz. Me too. Oh, and like I also visited the Tower of London. Nothing. Oh, yeah. And I visited um, Dublin. Nothing. Yeah, we went to a lot of old stuff from Dublin. Like, come on. Right. Mm-hmm. I would I'd, I would love to experience something, but a part of me also thinks I'd probably freak out. <laughs> I will probably be yeah. the person that's like, yeah, bring it on. And then something would happen. And I'd be like, okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you made yeah. your point. You called my bluff. Thank right. you. <laughs> We're done now. I'd be like, but then later on, I'd be like, that was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, the next time my dog is just kind of vacantly looking off into nothing, I'm going to freak the fuck out. <laughs> like, they followed me home <laughs> again. When they start barking at a corner. Yeah. No, my mm, Lupin does that sometimes. Like, he'll be, lay, he'll be laying on the bed, and then all of a sudden he'll get up, and he'll start, like, growling at the door. And I'm like, what do you see? <laughs> what did you hear? <laughs> I was like, if I find out later someone died while they built my house. <laughs> In movies, it's always on top of like some sacred uh, yeah. native burial ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> so, no, we should, we should do, we can get um, like little mics and stuff. And get like cameras or something, and we could go on like a little, a little haunt, stay somewhere haunted, and do like a haunted tour. Yeah, that'd be fun. I would love that. You want to buy little ghost EMF detectors? And- oh yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> really We're gonna show up for the tour. They'd be like, "What the? Do a recording?" <laughs> but see, like, I will not touch Ouija boards. No. Oh, I will not no. do it. Uh-uh. No. No. no, me and my sister have played with one. No, I will not do it. We are not touching those. Yeah. Well, you can, but I won't. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do. Y'all remember that movie, The Haunting, with uh, Owen Wilson and so. Liam Neeson and Catherine Zeta-Jones? Oh yeah, sounds yeah. familiar. Mm-hmm. These four people are told they're going to a sleep study in like this giant castle, but they okay. don't know the castle's haunted. Okay. And, you know, like, one by one, like, haunted things start happening to them. Yeah. I remember, like, having a sleepover in middle school when you were watching this. And right at the part where, like, one of the big ghosts starts making their appearance, my dad started, like, stomping on the second floor. (laughs) I got a good one. I got a good one. Everyone screamed. My dad. You can't watch scary movies with my dad especially if he's watched them without you beforehand uh-huh. because he will he knows when to like grab your leg so you jump at the jump squares oh god can't remember what we were watching my dad is like i'm gonna go to the bathroom we're like whatever okay he, but he's like i've already seen it so don't pause it so we're like okay he goes to the bathroom our bathroom window is was literally a tiny square a tiny square. I still don't know to this day how he got out of it. <laughs> he got out of the bathroom window, went around to the front of the house, came in through the front porch, and waited until there was a jump scare and banged on the window. And we're <laughs> no. all thinking he is still in the bathroom. 
<laughs> oh my I oh. the commitment That's that great. that man has to scaring the shit out of me my sister and my mom is ridiculous why do our parents do this <laughs> no. why do our fathers do yeah. this? <laughs> what the hell is this a father thing Steven's dad traumatized him too with a clown mask. That's why he doesn't like clowns. No. No, my dad used to hook up one of those ghost face masks. No, one of those masks that would like bleed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, whenever trick or treaters would come, he had it rigged up. So when he opened the door, the mask would pop up and all these kids would just like run away. (laughs) I would have cried. Yeah, oh, and then, you know, gosh. he does his, like, spooky, like, whoa, because he has, like, <laughs> that voice. <laughs> I love that. I love so he would, that. like, leave the window open and just start, like, whoa, and oh then, like, open the door, and that thing would pop up. <laughs> I wonder how many kids y'all made pee their pants. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I love that we're talking about spooky stuff and it has absolutely nothing to do with our topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we're doing the Halloween episode in February. February. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Instead of Christmas in July, it's Halloween in we're February. Just <laughs> spooky all year round. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, today's topics are nonfiction books and each one of us picked a specific genre or subgenre of books to talk about okay who wants to go first well we should also say we don't have too many that we have read but we do have things that we want to put as like our tbrs as well mm. yes yes i have more tbr nonfiction books than i do ones that i've read recently yeah it's true <laughs> yeah. there's not a lot of time people okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a little picky um that too yeah yeah. Right. So, like, what I've read. So, like, last year I read um, a few. I've read Matthew Perry's um, memoir, Tom Felton's, and Elliot Page. Mm. And what I love about those ones, I listen to the audiobooks for those ones, and I love when, like, the they narrate their own audiobooks. Mm-hmm, so it's like mm-hmm. they're telling me their story. And so I like that. I also read uh, Jeanette McCurdy's book. Yes. Fun fact, I read the majority of that book at work. Okay. The one time I got to read at work, but it's only because I had to stay late to let the people mm. carpet clean. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I had to stay up front to like make sure nobody walked in. And I just like, I literally just grabbed her book because it was on display and just started reading it. <laughs> I listened to that one and oh, that one's hard. That one was so rough to listen to. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I've actually read the book. I would like to listen to it. Isn't wasn't the title I'm glad my mom's dead? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm glad my mom died. Yeah. Oh yeah. Her mom Something was like that. Horrible. Horrible human being. Mm-hmm. Watch this like a child called it. I had to read that for oh, a yeah. psychology class and that one. That was one of the ones I, I couldn't finish. I've tried reading it like multiple times and I had to I keep stopping. Yeah. I can't. That one was hard. Mm-hmm. And then two of mine that are on my TBR are ones that you read. So, like, the Tom Felton, Beyond the Wand. Yes. And then um, the Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing by Matthew Perry Matthew are Perry, two yeah. of the ones I want to read. Oh, I really – I have it, and I have – I kind of – I skimmed through it a little bit, but I haven't read it, like, start to finish. But um, 
Madly Deeply, The Diaries of Alan Rickman. Yes, that's on my TBR for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of like celebrity memoirs are yeah. I really want to read. Like the Britney Spears one. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. in fact today at work we were actually talking about Jessica Simpson's one. I've heard oh. like some really good oh, things about Yeah, I've heard some really good things about hers. Like hers is actually really good. And we were talking about how like for good she's doing good. You know, like yeah. she's yeah, yeah, doing yeah. well. So I read a lot of memoirs mm-hmm. regarding mm-hmm. nonfiction. Because I studied art history, there are some art books that I really would like to get to, but Mm, it's just difficult, especially now because I'm reading like for grad school and my brain can only hold so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I read Trevor Noah's book, his memoir Mm. called Born a Crime. It's on my TBR. Oh, God. Like, you want to talk about rough upbringing, but he seems to look back on it not wistfully but like with some there's just like this first of all like his mother is incredible she's a like considering all that she went through Mm -hmm. she sounds like an outstanding woman and it would be really cool to like talk to her in person Mm -hmm. and like get to know her story but i mean i'll never be able to talk to trevor noah's mother um (laughs) (laughs) well so the reason trevor noah is i'm like so his mom was not even in a relationship with his dad like they weren't a partnership Mm. one because it was illegal in south africa oh wow she just decided that she wanted to have a baby and then she told his dad who was like this guy from the netherlands like i want a child give me a child and so they're like okay and then trevor was born (laughs) and so he talks about his upbringing and the difficulty it was to exist in a time where he was not supposed to exist. Yeah. Um, but his mom, she, at one point she remarried a man of the same race and he was very violent and abusive. And, uh, at one point the fight got so bad that he shot her Holy and fuck. she, so she had a head wound. She had a, a bullet in her head and she drove herself to the hospital. Oh and he's so funny on the Daily Show. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it what was the thing that um the funny people are the ones that have like survived the most trauma or something? Yeah, it's just like <laughs> or have dealt with trauma. trauma. <laughs> into um so that was like one of the memoirs that really stuck with me. It's been a few years since I read it, but I really like it. Um mm-hmm. I read a lot of like memoirs of people who hike national parks or do like Mm. the pacific crest trail or the appalachian trail i read this one memoir called only when i step on it by peter conti he's this man who was injured in a motorcycle accident kind of lost the use of his one of his legs it was like irreparably damaged nerve wise Mm. so it never like gained full strength but he was determined to hike the appalachian trail to like Instead of going to uh, physical therapy, he's like, I'll just hike the Appalachian Trail. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's called Only When I Step On It, because people would ask him, does it hurt? Mm. And he would say, only when I step on it. Oh, God. (laughs) And uh, it kind of became like a running joke. He thinks, like, I'll just do it, and I'll do it by myself. (laughs) And this man, I think when he hiked it, I want to say he was in his 50s. 
Um, but yeah, and he had like never hiked before a day in his life. <laughs> he trained like three weeks prior to leaving, um, just by walk around his neighborhood. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, n- was never considered an outdoorsman um never camped never hiked uh it took me a while to read that one just because i want to be like well you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs) but then i also i i also like can i get it like i haven't experienced anything like him but i have dealt with like chronic pain so i understand like the want to push through despite your body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I couldn't fault him for that, but otherwise I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I went to Corpus Christi for an install a couple weeks ago, and I bought this book called Artists on Art, How They See, Think, and Create. And Ooh, um, okay. it's a small book. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. So I'm excited to read that. Um, it's like a lot of a uh, contemporary artists, and then <laughs> this one's a big one. Cool. Um, <laughs> she's she's a thick lady. Yeah. We just had a show about Louise Nevelson. Okay. And um, she's so fabulous. This is how she looked every day. She was <laughs> always wearing like some kind of hat or a shawl. Walking around with a joint out of her mouth, um, <laughs> layer layers of necklaces, and she'd wear like ten pairs of false eyelashes on, oh my God. <laughs> every day. Good lord! Um, there, we showed some video of her in her studio because she did a lot of like wood and metal fabrications, mm-hmm. and she's she has like one of those grinders that like emits sparks, and mm. she has a cigarette out the side of her mouth. Good lord! <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Like wearing no PPE, and she's just like talking out the side of her mouth with a cigarette, and the, there's like sparks flying, and she's just whatever. OSHA's not a thing here. <laughs> so yeah, it's called Louise Nevelson, Light and Shadow, and uh, it's a little memoir about her surrealism and her process and what she does. So she was a very eccentric lady. And I hope to be like her when I'm older. But with like less fake eyelashes, I hope. I don't know. We might do the eyelashes. I mean, just wear one pair. (laughs) (laughs) No, if I'm going to be the weird eccentric aunt to my future nieces and nephews. (laughs) (laughs) We need to create a persona. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like, I want my future nieces and nephews to have, like, that nostalgic smell of, like, sweat, but, like, perfume. (laughs) (laughs) So that whenever they they randomly smell, they're like, oh, that was Thea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be, I'm I'm the aunt that, like, makes them buy books when they come over. You guys want to go to a bookstore? Yeah, we go to we go to Barnes and Noble every time my oldest nephew comes over, and he always like asks if he can buy a Lego, and I'm like, um, a book. <laughs> I really want to read Stanley Tucci's memoir. Ooh, yes, that would be a that good one, one too. Yes, 
except it's fifteen dollars. <laughs> I really, I really want to read the betrayal of Anne Frank. Yeah, it's like betrayal of Anne Frank, a cold case, something or uh-huh. whatever. I think that would be really cool. I have it on my bookshelf. I also have Red Notice, which is like I think it's about some crazy government corruption stuff in Russia. Uh huh. Sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a book I want to read about the Shenandoah murders. Mm. Ooh, I also have Off With Her Head, which I talked about, I think, in a previous episode that I haven't finished, which is... Is that Anne Boleyn? No, it's um, 3,000 Years of Demonizing Women in Power. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yes. You yeah, did yeah. mention I it. Mentioned, I mentioned it in one of the episodes. I can't remember which one. But yeah, I have that one, and I started it, and I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> There's a popular one that um, a lot of people get at work that sells really fast is Empire of the Summer Moon. I really want that one. That sounds familiar. Yeah. It's like the rise and fall of the Comanches. It's like an American Indian oh, tribe okay, in American okay. history. Yeah. I've also got Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> yeah. Which I think we talked about that one. <laughs> one time we got that confused. I think someone was like, Killers of the Flower Moon. And then I, so. I medically thought Empire of the Summer Moon, and I was like, oh, wait, no, you mean you mean the other yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get into reading more art books because that's what I'm studying, and that's what I work in, mm. um, especially regarding contemporary art and, like, art dealing yeah. and art business. But, oh, gosh, it's just it's so dry. Yeah, I, was, I feel like you're also going to, like, oversaturate yourself with it, and then it'll become not fun. Yeah, like, the content is so dry. Oh, I forgot. Another one I read last year was Queen Unseen, which I don't know if it'd be considered. Maybe it's a memoir. I'm not really sure. I got it because I'm obsessed with Queen. I fucking love Queen. Yes. And that's what I thought it was mostly going to be about, which, I mean, it kind of is, but it's all from the perspective and the experiences of one of the, like, stagehand guys or whatever that was with them, like on a whole like tour he was with them from the start like yeah it was really interesting like he basically was uh freddie mercury's main guy that he did stuff for so they became like really close and that's cool stuff it was really neat it was really neat and then i read stiff a few years ago which is uh the curious lives of human cadavers (laughs) by mary roach (laughs) so it's basically all about the different things like if you donate your body to science the different things that can happen to it or fields that it'll go into so it it was fascinating it was interesting Mm -hmm. it was funny i was talking to my mom the other day i was like mom i want to be cremated make sure you put my body with salt and cremate me and she's like, what? And I was like, I've been watching Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to become a ghost. Excellent. Oh. Okay, I'm just saying, if there's an option when I die, and because, like, I mean, I'm not religious, so I don't know if I believe that there's a heaven or anything like that. I mean, cool mm-hmm. if there is. But if I die... And I get put in this waiting room, and then I talk to somebody, and they're like, would you like to go back as a ghost and fuck with people? Yes. Sign Hell me yeah. up. Hell yes. I've got a, I've, if you give me free reign, i got a list of people. 
that if they're still alive, <laughs> I would yeah. love to fuck with. Yeah. If not, you can give me a location. I'm good. <laughs> I have a particular list um, of exes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, uh, exactly. <laughs> that do not need to live happily. <laughs> and I will contribute to that. <laughs> yeah, I've got past coworkers. <laughs> I would love nothing more than to torment in my like, afterlife. <laughs> I have lived my life. Like, I can spend the rest of my spiritual days being a petty ghost and having all kinds of fun. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Think how cool that would be. Like, what if you got, like, I got assignments. Like, so you have, like, a six six month or a year assignment, and you're like, you're going to go to this hotel, and you're going to scare people. <gasps> and then after oh that, gosh. you get to go to, like, another place and scare people. Another one. Like, that would be so cool. Are you kidding me? <laughs> turn if this, that is my afterlife. Turn this into a rom-com. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the dead romantics. Yeah, I was gonna say the dead romantics. It is like the one person who's immune to her scary powers. Yeah. <laughs> then they decide to solve mysteries. Yeah, no, I would yeah. love that as an afterlife. Are you kidding me? It'd be so cool. Oh yeah, just like get into all kinds of shit. I would love it. Heck yeah. <laughs> that would be y'all's unfinished business before yes yes you guys officially <laughs> yeah i'm done being the bigger person yeah, no, <laughs> you'd get in this in this you know fantasy thing that i have just come up with like you get the option like if you don't want to haunt people you can like go on to the afterlife and be peace and do whatever but if i have the Ooh. option to scare people <laughs> alternatively you could also just choose to be like Hey, can I just go like live on a mountaintop and enjoy myself? Yeah, that'd be yeah. Like a ghost would, a like, ghost never... resort. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to eat, you don't have to drink, you don't get cold, so you're not um you know, succumbing to the elements. <laughs> you're just enjoying your life yeah. or afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> You can haunt a library <gasps> That'd and be cool. read books at night and uh That would be cool. You'll finally eventually finish reading everything. Yes. 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 Like oh go like go to the, the Bodleian in Oxford. <laughs> that would be <laughs> incredible. At one point I was doing I was reading a lot of um YouTuber memoirs. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, if Bailey Sarian comes out with one, I wanna read it. Who? Bailey Sarian. She does uh Murder mystery and makeup. Oh hunters. yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. She sounds familiar. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. Okay. That's she's cool. great. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I didn't put on here. I really want to read Special Agent, My Life on the Front Lines as a Woman in the FBI by Candace DeLong. I really want to read that one. I have like the YouTuber ones I've read. I think Mamrie Hart, You Deserve a Drink was like one of the most hilarious things I've read. I remember her. Yeah. I read her like book like on the bus when i was commuting to texas state Mm, okay and i would like laugh out loud (laughs) on the bus (laughs) (laughs) it was so funny oh i also don't remember how i got this it must have been free or something but i have a kindle book it was like one of the very few first like kindles i books i got and it's about a restaurant in new york that was called elaine's oh yeah how special right i need to read that i've had that for years <laughs> oh there's one that i've seen at work that was called um it's by uh julissa rc you sound like a white girl 
the case for rejecting assimilation. I guess you could tell by the title what it's going to be about, but it's like, I've read like the very beginning of it. And it's really like, it talks about like her struggle of being an immigrant and trying to like fit in, Mm, mm. you know, trying to be American and how like, even though she tries so hard, like it's, she still wouldn't be accepted. And then goes back to Mexico and they're like, Oh, you're, you're, you're not, Mexican enough now. Yeah. No, yeah. she's from Mexico. <laughs> I can't. That's so I yeah. can't imagine. That's horrible. Mm. You know how people are. I know. I know. I know. It's crazy. Okay. Are we good with nonfiction? Is there anyone any anything else you want to add? Nope. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. Okay. So we're done with nonfiction. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to our genres that we picked. Um I'm going to discuss romanticy and fantasy books. Elaine, you picked? I picked workplace romance. Okay. And Liana? And then I picked some fiction, Chicano, Chicana literature. Okay. 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 Who wants to go first with their first book? Well, so um, I guess... why do we choose to talk about these subgenres? Okay, like, that's a good one. Yeah, is there anything in particular that you guys find that you like about these subgenres that you chose? So for me, I mean, I read. I would say I read primarily fantasy. So I put some of my favorite fantasy ones, and then romanticy in particular combines like two of my favorite genres: romance and fantasy. So. <laughs> I don't know. Best of both worlds. And what particular kind of fantasy? Like high fantasy, sci-fi? What are we looking at? Um, This particular list, because I consider sci-fi like a separate thing, so I just didn't put any sci-fi books down. Most of these, I would say, are more like high fantasy or they have some sort of like magic system or it's a completely made up like world. It's not it's not Earth. And then Elaine, you picked the workplace romance. Yeah. I don't know there is just uh it's just something that I've been like noticing that I've been drawn to lately mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot of like those workplace romance stuff so I was like well I actually quite have a list of those stuff compared to like other subgenres so I figured okay. it'd be good Liana I guess I could answer my own question uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, you have to answer your own question <laughs> I don't know if our listeners can tell <laughs> <laughs> but I do identify as Chicana. I mean, give give some of your your, your I mean your family history. Um, the border crossed us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would also like to say your grandma is the most adorable old British lady I have ever met, and she tried to undress me that one Easter. Oh yeah. <laughs> For the listeners. She was trying to look at your tattoo. Yeah, it was, like it, it was consensual. She was trying to see the tattoo I had that was on my back. <laughs> it's just funnier um, to say she tried to undress me. <laughs> I don't know how it's possible, but she got even tinier. <laughs> right? Yeah, my grandma my grandma and I used to be the same height, and then all of a sudden she's, like, smaller. And I'm like, how did you get no. so tiny? I know I didn't grow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Well, she just celebrated her 91st birthday. Oh my god. Yay. That's, That's awesome. Good. I know. 
I know. I um, sent her some cookies. Aww, and <laughs> my, my dad FaceTimed me when she got them. And he said that she hadn't even gotten them in the door yet and already had them open. <laughs> <laughs> and when we FaceTimed, she had chocolate all over her face. A woman <laughs> after my own heart. <laughs> Continues to love treats. Yeah. yeah. It's the only way to live. But yeah, so I like I try to read Latino fiction because mm-hmm. I like to read about stories that I that are similar to my own, mm-hmm. and then just learn about um, what other people have gone through. Yes, and then just learning more about the culture that I come from, and because mm-hmm. you know, even though we've all grown up Latino, like we still have different yeah experiences and. Yes, different lives, and it's just it's just my and I want to support my mi gente. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to support these authors, and a lot of them are independent authors, and I think it's important to support independent authors as well who don't have a publishing house yeah. to back them up. So. Mm-hmm. I like how you have this really like beautiful explanation as to why you picked that genre. I'm just like I just like elves. <laughs> it's like I magic. No, don't worry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I just love that. But, you know, I thought I'd mix it up. No, that's great. That's great. (laughs) You could have picked romance. I am all about the elves. (laughs) (laughs) I love Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Okay, my first one is going to be a romanticy called Rhapsodic by Laura Thalassa. I should have done more homework because it's been a little while. <laughs> but basically, you know, I was uh, pulling up the the book summary yeah. as we were talking. Um, so okay, so it's called the Bargainer series because the like main male character is, um, and this is one of those ones where it takes place on Earth and kind of like. A different realm as well so like he's from a different dimension world realm i don't know how you'd describe it i can't remember i think they're considered like fey kind of please forgive me anyone that's read this recently and i totally butcher this uh <laughs> but yeah so he's called the bargainer and basically people will make like bargains with him and then you know at some point he comes back to you and he'll take his his payment or whatever you don't know when he'll come like back Stiltskin? kind of yeah this girl ends up she's she's a girl at the beginning of the book or whatever or a teenager she's like 17 or something 18 and uh she ends up finding his card in a drawer or whatever at her house and she needs needs him to help with a bad situation that's happened and so she calls him or whatever and then poof he just shows up like out of of nowhere because he's magical (laughs) and so uh it takes care of her problem whatever she gets a bead and then uh, keeps tabs on her and like makes sure she's okay and whatever but she ends up like with an arm a giant like wrapped around multiple times bracelet full of beads of basically like favors she's gonna owe him (laughs) and whatnot it's it's so good it's so good but he's um (laughs) if i remember correctly he is also a controller of uh shadows 
a, sh- oh. a sh- shadow daddy, a shadow <laughs> manipulator. <laughs> Shadow daddy. Shadow daddy. <laughs> oh, my husband's so funny. He was like, What's a shadow daddy? And why'd you get so excited about that? <laughs> I'm like, Well, um <laughs> see if uh <laughs> your garage band skills ever um improve i need you to do like a little sound like shadow daddy <laughs> Whatever we oh that would be so fun i'm gonna have to work on that i'm gonna have to work on that that'd be funny but yeah that's all i'm gonna say about that one because i feel like if i say any more details it's gonna like totally give everything of that book away yeah. but it's a like trilogy and a novella it's really good i liked it so i have four that i want to talk okay. about um they're not very recent, but they were made in the last decade. <laughs> okay. Um, so one of my favorite authors is uh, Reina Grande. I read her memoir first. She was an immigrant from Mexico um, who is a creative writing teacher in California. Okay. So she wrote this book called Across a Hundred Mountains. And this book... I finished all in one night and I cried Aww. at the end. <laughs> no, because it was so good. And the story, like, I think I started it at like 10 o'clock at night and I finished it at three in the morning. And I mean, <laughs> the next day I That's felt so book. hungover. <laughs> um, but I did not stop the entire time that I opened this book. Because, you know, like you open it like before you... You read before bed, and you're like, well, I'll just get to sleep, but I could not stop reading this book. So it's about this character named Juana, who leaves in search of her father, who left them and went to live in the United States. And so Juana meets Adelina, who left her family in California to follow her lover to Mexico, and they meet in a Tijuana jail. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not how I want to meet my best friend, but okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the book is kind of told in flashbacks. Like, we go, we switch between, like, present day and, like, from when they're both growing up to when they finally meet in the jail and then the stuff that happens after it. I think I cry not because it's sad, but because it was so moving. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, this book, st- I don't want to say it haunts me, but, like, this book, like, stuck with Yeah. Me. Well, one of the first ones I want to mention is more of, like, an author. Okay. And, like, a little series. It's, like, a three-book series. Um, they're all standalones. Well, I guess they ca- they're within the same, like, universe. So you could, like, read them individually. Okay. Um, but the author is Kate Pryor. And it's the claws and cubicles. Mm. So it's a mixture of workplace romance and monster romance. Awesome. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I forgot to mention that if we mentioned Railed by the Krampus one more time, my friend in Germany said she would read it. So Railed by the Krampus. <laughs> Railed by the Krampus. <laughs> might leave this in there just for her. <laughs> read it. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. Claws and cubicles. Claws and cubicles. Yes, claws and cubicles. Uh, the first one's called Love, Laugh, Lich. 
which is about a lich lich monster and he's like the boss of this workplace oh. and it's like the boss and like the secretary like romance okay the second one is the orc from the office <laughs> and it's like the secretary from the first one's like friend and mm-hmm. she accidentally kind of gets what is it called i guess imprinted by oh, an orc okay, okay. <laughs> and so it's like uh-oh and then they have to kind of go through you know human resources kind of thing and be like <laughs> so, that is it's so cute. so cute and he's he's such like a gentle giant in this Aww. one it's so cute i think that one's my favorite one okay and then the third one is gargoyle from general management <laughs> and so this one is about the girl who who does the case for the orc okay and how she meets and the, the apparently a gargoyle comes to be part of like her team okay and i think she's actually she's also a siren that she tries Ooh. to hide and things are happening and the gargoyle offers to help okay okay <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're so cute. I love them. <laughs> it's like the most mundane jobs. Really. <laughs> Makes them interesting if it's monsters. Yes. I know. It's really, it's know. really interesting. I love it. I just, I can't imagine a gargoyle dressing up to go sit at a cubicle. Right? Yeah. Well, he's, he dresses in like suits too. And she talks about that. And I'm just like, oh, that's so crazy. That'd be so cute. A little gargoyle or a gargoyle in a suit. I also yeah. just keep thinking of that like 1990s cartoon oh yeah the, the gargoyles. Oh, yeah. i'd be yes. okay seeing one of them in a suit that right <laughs> okay y'all i just read the last ronin recently which is ninja uh-huh. turtles mm-hmm. and it's really like it's sad but like the whole time i looked at steven i was like why is this overly muscular fucking depiction of a goddamn turtle making me feel weird things okay (laughs) (sighs) what is wrong with us (laughs) no what is right right yeah yes yes (laughs) i was just like he goes do i need to get a turtle costume i'm like no 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 no. you know what i blame disney's beauty and the beast that was my gateway drug Mm -hmm. and since then I just had a thing for uh, was anthropomorphic humanoid creatures yeah. who can. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? Stuff to human uh, what's it called? <laughs> this doesn't have any humans in it, but like Robin Hood with the foxes. Um, One of my mm-hmm. favorite movies <laughs> of Hood. all time. Okay. Yes. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. I date a fox. Kovu. Which one? Oh, Kovu. <laughs> <laughs> like why he kind of <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, yeah 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 he was a bad boy remember you know disney had no business making animated animals that attract i agree <laughs> i agree yes now okay i have a question about the claws and cubicles um mm-hmm. is it like human human and monster or is it like monster and monster yes okay human, like and, human and monster okay okay yeah well at least the 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 first two the third one like i said she's oh if like she's a siren. siren yeah okay okay yeah. cool that's interesting that sounds fun mm-hmm. and they're really short reads too so okay. it's really cool they're really fast reads you could read it like a day Ooh, maybe i'll get one of those to like cleanse my palate from the duology epic that i just finished 
<laughs> Speaking of short books, Stephen, uh, he said he made it out like he wants to eventually like do an episode with us. And I told him, like, we could, you know, we could read a book or whatever if you want, blah, blah, blah. I suggested Railed by the Easter Bunny (laughs) because it's 66 pages. And then that gives him time to, you know, get up the courage to, like, be on a recording if he wants. So we'll see. We'll see. Mm -hmm. April. It's like, yeah, April book. (laughs) And also just, like, talk about the books that he likes. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if we can get him on for an episode. My friend Aaron also expressed that he would like to get on for an episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So maybe after we hit no, our no 10, boys allowed. Right? Yeah. The no no boys allowed until after March, since that's Women's History Month. <laughs> yeah. We can't, in good conscience, have any um, men no, on the show. No. 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 Not yet. <laughs> All right. What else you got, Ashley? I've got. Um, I'll talk about Legendborn next, which is by Tracy. Oh, that's on my TBR. Mm -hmm. Read it. It's by Tracy Dion. I actually am friends with, this is how I I found out about these books. So one of my friends that I worked with is friends with her, like crashed on her couch in college for a bit because it was her, her friend's roommate was Tracy Dion. So like they all know each other and it is so freaking good so it takes place in north carolina (laughs) our uh main character is a young black woman i say young black woman she's kind of a girl she's like i think 16 or 17 and she her and her best friend alice um sign up for this like pre-college program at her mom's alma mater and she goes, and, like, their first night there, they go to this party. Some weird magical shit goes down. And, like, nobody else can see what's happening except for her. Mm-hmm. People all leave, and then there's these two other people that are also, like, taking care of the situation. And she sees the whole thing. And the the one kid has, like, these magical powers, and he tries to, like... I don't know, put her in a trance or in like a you didn't see this kind of thing. You need to leave. But of course, it doesn't work on her. Like she sees, she saw it all. (laughs) She remembers it all. And she ends up becoming part of this like secret club on campus to try to figure out what happened to her mom. But it's all King Arthur and like the Knights of the Round Table fighting Mm -hmm. these demons. So they're all like descendants ever heard all the all the people that she meets in this club they're all like descendants of king arthur and his round table of knights so good i don't i can't tell y'all anymore without like (laughs) ruining Mm -hmm. no i've heard great things about it it. nothing but great it is amazing i hate that we're having to wait so long for book three but like i know Mm -hmm. it's gonna be worth it Mm -hmm. but it's a lot of like um characters of color non-binary characters there's some queer characters in there as well. Like, it's all done. Like, the representation is so good. And it touches on, like, obviously, like, racism. If y'all want, like, we could do that as a one of our, our books for a month or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I w- I'd be yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll plan that for some time. I really want to read that one. 
Um, so the next one I have is by the author Luis Alberto Urea. It's called The Hummingbird's Daughter. This one, it's kind of based on his own family lore. It's supposed to be about his great aunt or great great aunt, something like that. It's about a young woman's sudden sainthood in 19th century Mexico. Um, in the late 1800s, there's a civil war going on in Mexico, and there's this girl. She's not a girl, but she's she's a teenager. She's 16. Her name is Teresita. And <gasps> that's my middle name. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read it. Fun fact: Elaine and I have like pretty much the same middle name. So. <laughs> Yeah, her name is Teresita. She is the illegitimate daughter of the rancher, Don Tomas, um, but everyone loves her. So, I mean, that's not a spoiler because this is said in the little book summary. Like, she dies, but she resurrects. Mm. And so after she comes back, um, she has all these healing powers. So it kind of takes you on like this epic journey of her life leading up to her death and then everything that happens after it and it's so good the writing is so good um you really get a sense of what it was like in 19th century century mexico but specifically the region around texas and arizona so i highly recommend Mm -hmm. it's a great book the next one i'll talk about um, because I just read book two. It is a manga that I'm still reading, but I really, so far I'm really loving it. And the title is just, is great. Um, it's called Cherry Magic, 30 Years of Virginity Can Make You a Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> By Yu Toyota. And so basically it's, you know, he's, he turned 30 and he's a virgin and all of a sudden he can start reading minds if he like touches a person so if he touches them or he's like when he's touching them he could like read their minds and so he um i would not want that ends up finding out that like one of his co-workers has a crush on him he's just like what like what like he likes me (laughs) and it's like super cute and like the second one i think it's just even more like hears him you know he's just like oh I think I went too far with him so I'll keep my distance you know he wants to get to know me more and it's like so cute with his like he's just like because in the first one he talks about he's like oh his bed hair is so cute and he's like who is he talking about (laughs) he's like such adorable wholesome like romance yeah it's very yeah it's so cute (laughs) I'm excited to continue (laughs) the series I've only read the first two but I really like am in love with it. <laughs> um, my next one is going to be The Poppy War by R.F. Kuang. Oh, yeah. So it is like the little thing just starts off. An epic historical military fantasy inspired by the bloody history of China's 12th century and filled with treachery and magic. Um, so our main mm-hmm. character is Rin. Basically, all of the, I can't remember if they're at a certain age, they have to sit for this test 
Like every mm-hmm. every kid in the country sits for this test. And if you score um I don't know if you I think you have to score the highest, you are eligible yeah. to or you're invited to go to their like school, like their military school. And so she lives in like a mm-hmm. rural like village. I'm pretty sure she's been a, she was adopted by yes. yeah okay thank you I was like I can't remember now she was adopted by like her aunt and uncle and their um their their poppy seed sellers or whatever opiate drug sellers basically <laughs> and uh, they treat her like shit absolute shit but she scores the highest on this test and gets to go to this like military academy or whatever but uh it is it's so good it's so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, RF Kwong does not um, at any point sugarcoat the nastiness Mm-mm. of war um, especially no. during that time it is absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic but it it can be a little rough at, at times but there's magic and um, it, I like to say it gives off very um, Avatar the Last Airbender feels mm, okay. Okay. like vibes yeah. with like the spirit world yes 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 I can totally see that mm-hmm. Um, yeah but yeah my my favorite one of that series is actually the second book which is the dragon republic but the whole it's a trilogy it's mm-hmm. so good so so good it has so many good like historical parallels which was the point um mm-hmm. <laughs> i did a lot more looking up on the history of that time period of china on the side to better understand some of the stuff that was going on because I did it as a buddy read with my friend um, Hema, and she is ridiculously smart. So, <laughs> like, she was constantly like, "Oh, well, this, this, and that," and I was like, "Well, that makes sense." I completely neglected to remember any of that for my world history class. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I got a really good in depth anything on in world history on oh, any no. of that, <laughs> but. World history is just learning about Europe. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So it was it was great um, getting to read it with her because she's, like I said, ridiculously smart <laughs> and knowledgeable about all these things. Um, okay, so this one I've mentioned before to both of you. This is kind of my butcher and blackbird. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that you said that. I've made it a goal yes. to try to say the name butcher and blackbird at least once every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for throwing that in there. <laughs> so it's um, Gods of Jade and Shadow. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes by sylvia moreno garcia she's the one who did mexican gothic Mm -hmm. i love this book this one does have a bit of romance but it doesn't get smutty which for this instance i'm okay with (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah she has she puts a lot of sci-fi and supernatural elements into her her books this one gods of jade and shadow it kind of makes me think of like Cinderella, if Cinderella went on a road trip with the prince, maybe? I mean, if the prince wasn't trying to kill her. (laughs) 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 But, like, so um, it's based on Mayan folklore. And 
it's set around the jazz age in Mexico. So probably mm. around the 20s or 30s, okay. I think. And it's about this girl and her... She's not a girl. She's a young woman. Her name is Cassiopeia. Her mother married a poor man and then the poor man died. And so they moved back into her grandfather's house and her grandfather's really rich but she's basically the maid she's the cleaning lady in her grandfather's house okay and they don't they don't treat her or her mother um, as members of the family so they're not that great to her and of course like whenever you're in this type of situation you dream of a life beyond yeah this this situation and she stumbles upon a wooden box in her grandfather's room. And when she opens it, she cuts her finger on a skeleton that she found in the box. And she frees the spirit of the Mayan god of death. He's like, you, human. <laughs> <laughs> you will assist me in recovering my throne from my treacherous brother. And if you fail, <laughs> it will be your demise. And she's like. Oh shit. <laughs> but um you know what's she gonna say? No. Right. <laughs> so she's like, Well, I wanted to get out of this small dusty town, but not exactly like this. That's not what I had um, in mind. <laughs> yeah. He's not Voldemort, but it made me think of Voldemort because <laughs> his brother stashed away bits and pieces of his body around Mexico and he has to find these pieces and restore them to his physical self before he can ascend his throne again. <laughs> so they have to find his horcruxes. <laughs> so yeah, they go on like this cross-country road trip to find his missing pieces. But of course, along the way, he becomes a little bit more human. And in becoming a little bit more human, he starts to like fall in love with her. <laughs> because, you know, she she didn't take his shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you can't talk to me that way. <laughs> She's finally able to explore and go on this adventure. And she meets demons and spirits and like all these monsters and things she didn't know were there in Mexico, <laughs> but she takes it all in stride and she actually ends up having like a really good time <laughs> despite her potential demise. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's really, really good. I think, and I may be misremembering. I think at one point she meets Frida Kahlo. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So it was around that time when revolution was happening. It it's uh, it's so good, so good. And I will keep recommending it <laughs> every time you guys post on your bookstagrams to be like, "What should I read next?" I'm like, "God's a dream." Child. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've I've had that on my TBR since you told me about it that one time. Yeah. Next one I'll do is another manga. This one has six volumes total, so it is a complete manga. Hopefully I don't butcher it. Well, Takoi, Love is Hard for an Otaku. Okay. So it's like she is the word otaku, which I think is basically like she loves like, you know, manga, anime, especially BL, especially boy love manga and stuff. And she's always been so i guess sort of like made fun of as a younger kid for liking that stuff so as an adult she tries to hide it okay and so in this workplace 
she ends up getting reunited with with a guy who she ended up, she grew up with. He knows like who she is, like how she is, uh, because they grew up together, and so so she can be sort of like free mm-hmm. around him. And he's also a big like video game nerd, and he doesn't <laughs> care that people know that he's a video game nerd. Like he, during his lunch break, he'll play video games, you know, and <laughs> doesn't care that people see him. And they do like a like a fake dating kind of thing, you know, because she okay. talks about how she keeps having failed relationships because they find out she's in a taco and they don't like it and they break up. And so he's just like, well, like, I don't care. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so it's really cute. They're really cute together. And they do have like there's also um, they have two other friends. One of the friends that she has, she is a cosplayer. So she has someone else that she can like. Yeah talk to as well and they're cute (laughs) there's also an anime of it and i've seen pieces of it and i'm just like oh it's so cute (laughs) i need to i need to watch it i've already read it it's a very wholesome like workplace romance slash friends to lovers yeah next i'll talk about the invisible life of addie larue by v.e schwab okay it spans a very very large length of time small rural village out middle nowhere horse-drawn carriages kind of thing not even carriages little wagon thing whatever her dad has decided to marry her off she doesn't want to get married and there's like this old lady in the village also that like warns her be careful i forget the term or the words that she used but basically be careful like who you pray to at night because it might not be who you think it is. So she runs away from the altar into like the woods or whatever near her house, starts praying. I guess the equivalent of like the devil shows up and basically makes a deal with her that like she won't have to marry this man and she can live life for as long as she wants. She doesn't set specific things for this bargain. What happens is he grants her her wish after that no one can remember her she's basically immortal now and going forward through life anybody that she encounters won't remember her the next day every year on the anniversary of this deal being made he shows up and he's like you done yet you you ready to like be mine and she's like no i'm not i'm not done living my life yet and this goes on all the way up to like present day so she lives for a long 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 time she ends up meeting a guy that remembers her it is so beautiful it's so sad the writing is so beautifully done i tabbed the shit out of Mm -hmm. this book so i was like oh my god that's beautiful oh my gosh that's beautiful that's beautiful (laughs) um i got my sister to listen to the audiobook and she absolutely loved it too um Okay, so my final book, and I've also told y'all about this book. <laughs> it's called uh, Juliet Takes a Breath mm-hmm, by, yeah. mm-hmm. by Gabby Rivera. And if that name sounds familiar to any comic book people, <laughs> she wrote America Chavez comic, okay. the next uh, Captain America in the Marvel Universe. Okay. okay. So it's about... I don't know. She's a young woman. I think she's college age. Yeah, she's college age. Her name is Juliet Milagros Palante. She lives in the Bronx and she goes to Portland, Oregon. And she wants to be a writer. 
and also just came out to her family before she left on this Portland, Oregon trip. (laughs) I mean, that might be the way to do it. Get away from the drama if there is any. (laughs) So she goes to intern for her favorite, her favorite author, her favorite book. And her the author, she's like a feminist, women's liberties, um, super gay. (laughs) But she's also like really white. And Juliet is very Puerto Rican. (laughs) And um, she goes to Portland, Oregon, where she's never seen so many white people in her life. And, um, you know, it's kind of a, it's like a coming of age, but then it's also talking about struggles being one of the only brown people in a predominantly white Mm. area it's over the summer and so she's trying to figure out if this is what she wants to do and becoming a writer and she's also discovering her sexuality and then she's also worrying about going back home (laughs) because she was just like i'm gay and then left um So it's just her like navigating this one summer in Portland, Oregon. It's it's really, really good. The author is queer and they write queer stories. And I think this one was also kind of semi-autobiographical. I highly recommend it. Uh, My next one will be, it's a number two of the stimmest novellas of Allie Hazelwood. Mm, Okay. Called Stuck With You. Yeah, I stuck yeah. with you. Um, I really like that one. They met each other. They talked. They had like a, I guess like a one night stand. And then she thought he did something and it was like, sh- she didn't like him. And then they end up getting stuck in an elevator together. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when you say stuck, you mean like stuck? Like it stops working? Yeah, like, yeah, it stops working. And so they're, like, <gasps> she's like, oh my gosh, now I'm like stuck with him. <laughs> but it's like funny because she keeps remembering like, back when they were together and so it's like oh are we gonna get details of what happened and then it's like stop (laughs) she she like has flashbacks (laughs) it's like that that tiktok sound show me your wiener (laughs) 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 working you up and then not finishing yeah i don't fully remember but i know that she talks about her plan for like um for something and um and she ends up losing the client and the client ends up going towards his company mm. instead and so she thinks and like their plan ended up being almost the exact same as like what she had planned out and so she thinks that he like like took her ideas Aww. and so she's like pissed i would you know. yeah and then she's so she's upset with him she doesn't like him and then they get stuck in an elevator <laughs> together so. are they stuck for the whole book um i don't think so i think it's for like the majority of it and then, then i end up like i said it's been a while since i've listened to this but yeah. but yeah and it's it's like a very short read like i think it was only like a three hour audiobook okay. but i thought that was really cool after i've only read this one and another one of the novellas and i liked i liked this one better okay our what this week I will go first. I'm probably going to say this author's name wrong. So, Elaine, you'll have to correct me. I have officially started All the Lies, which is number four in the Mindfuck series by S.T. Abbey. And I think tonight, when I get off of here, I'm officially going to start Invoking the Blood by... Mm-hmm. Is it... 
Callista Neath. I think it's Callista. Is it Neath or Knife? I think it's, I would say Knife. I don't know. I honestly don't pay attention to authors' names. Well, the only reason I'm asking is because I know you follow her on Instagram, and I don't think I follow her on Instagram yet. I'm just trying not to completely butcher it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I'm going to start invoking the blood. Oh, that's exciting. Yes, 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 yes. And then if y'all want, I told Elaine this, we could do that as one of the months or something since we'll all three have read it. Okay. Unless there's some leprechaun romance. <laughs> if there is a railed by the no. leprechaun. <laughs> no. As far as I know, there's a sin. No. I'm going to. I'm reading. <laughs> I'm already reading Easter Bunny. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll research this. I'll research this. Maybe I'll do it as like a presentation, a mini presentation on one of the March episodes for y'all. There's got to be some leprechaun smut. Bring us a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah. If there's a okay. freaking stuffed by the were turkey, someone's done a leprechaun one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's what I'm, I'm reading. Uh. <laughs> I don't have anything I'm really watching or listening to at the moment. I have absolutely no plans because I'm tired. <laughs> um, so I I just finished Haven by Essie Wendell. Wendell or Wendell? Essie Wendell. Oh, it's oh it's so good. <laughs> It's so good. I immediately gave it five stars after oh. I finished. But I hopefully I get to read uh, a ballad of love and glory by Rena Grande Ooh. next. But um, depending on my homework load, we'll see. I've been listening to a podcast called Locations Unknown. It's about people that go missing in national parks, and for some reason. <laughs> Learning about the terror of national parks makes me want to visit them. But uh, yeah, so I'm listening to that. And then I'm not really watching anything. I'm trying to find something to watch right now. Before we recorded this, I was watching the uh, Strongman competition at the Rogue Invitation. Okay. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. My what this week? The Blackwell Ghost is what I was watching. I'm still reading Sorrowland by River Solomon. It is really good. I need to, um, hopefully we'll finish it soon for my book club. (laughs) Okay, so next episode will be our book episode, which we will be discussing Portrait of a Scotsman by Evie Dunmore. It's book three in the League of Extraordinary Women series. They're all standalone, so you don't have to read them in order. There's just like crossover characters. Uh, So if anyone's interested in reading that before our next episode, so... They won't be spoiled by any of our discussion. <laughs> feel free to do that. I feel like these book episodes, maybe in the future, not anytime soon because I'm tired. <laughs> but uh, I do have a Discord mm-hmm. server made for our podcast. So we could do mm-hmm. like little book clubs each month and have like anybody that's listening that wants to read it with us. We can all discuss it in Discord or whatever and then have the book discussion on the podcast. Alrighty. Thank you, listener, for joining us. Please rate and review our podcast and follow us on our socials listed in the description. Please email us topics, questions, book recommendations. Say something nice. Have a lovely day and week. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.